fellow Star Wars nerds, and welcome to Unlimited Content, the podcast where two brothers talk about all of Star Wars TV and film in chronological order on the internet as an excuse to hang out more. We are your hosts, Sam and Jack, and this week we are talking about The Clone Wars Season 2, Episodes 18 and 19, The Zilla Beast and The Zilla Beast Strikes Back. Dun, dun, dun. Jack Ford, how are you? I'm good. I like the way you say two brothers. Two brothers. As if it's like, uh, I like Ooh. the way you say it. it's as if there's like, it's surprise each time. Like, how many brothers is it going to be this time? <laughs> and you're like, this time it's two. Well, it has been multiple, more than two brothers historically. It has. It so has, it's, not un, uh, yeah. it's not unprecedented for it to not be two brothers. True. If you average out the number of brothers on all the episodes, it is slightly more than two. <laughs> yeah, ever so slightly. But, yeah. but it is technically more than two. Yeah, it's like two point oh seven or something. We could we could run the numbers on this, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to. Um, Max, you should come back. You yeah, should Max, join us. Where are Max, you? Who, I'm I'm sure you're listening to this podcast. Yep, because you're For our sure. biggest fan. I know it. He is. That he is. Uh, well, uh, I'm doing good, Sam. How are you doing these days? I am doing well these days. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It is good. I'm tired, but it's good. My brain is fried. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a busy just, time for Sam Ford. It is a busy time for me. Yep, with work, and I just went camping. But we we have oh, we can't talk about this right now, Jack. There are these bills; they keep stacking up. Oh God, you're right. We're gonna we're gonna go bankrupt while we're, we're speaking. Go this. <laughs> Whilst speaking, unless we do something about these bills, Jack. How oh, are we going to pay oh. these unlimited bills? Well, we're gonna pay happen? our bills with our unlimited sponsor. Which uh, this week's episode of Unlimited Content is brought to you by Prime Numbers. Because they're Prime. fun. They I, I feel fun. like every time I, I hear a number, I'm like, my, my, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, when we started doing this, but I feel like at home there was a point at which we started, like, you know, pointing out when a number was a prime number, when, I, <laughs> like, just whenever we're just talking. Yeah. And dad. so now, like, I, I, I yeah, because of dad. Thanks, dad. Yep. Uh, <laughs> like, so now I feel like every time, I'd, like, a number comes up in conversation or something, my brain, like, automatically thinks, is that a prime number or not? And I'm like, that's, and if, if it is, I'm like, oh, that's a prime number. Cool. Hey, Fun. Jack, <laughs> you know? what is your favorite number, and is it prime? Do you have a favorite uh, number? Oh, I was thinking about this the other day, actually. I think my favorite number is 64, which is definitely not prime. Because <laughs> <laughs> the reason it's it's my favorite number is because it's got so many factors, I guess. You know, it's it's like, it's it, it's a perfect cube, because it's, it's four cubed. It is. Uh, it's also like... Two times two times two something something. I don't remember how many, but it's like yeah. if you keep multiplying by two, you get sixty four. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's it's also a perfect square. It's eight times eight, and it's just I don't know. It's just a good. It's two to the it, fifth. It's two to the fifth. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's all the different ways you can get to sixty four. It's fun. That's good. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Do you, do you have a favorite <coughs> number? And is it prime? It is. 17. 17 favorite number. Oh, why 17? Uh, probably, I don't know. I've always liked the number, and then there is a character in Dragon Ball Z called Android 17, and he was the cool uh, one. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. 17 is a good number. It's a good number. It's good. It's nice. As, as featured in the Zac Efron film, 17 again. Ah, yes. <laughs> the most prominent appearance of the number 17 in popular For culture. Sure. For sure. Is, is the Zac Efron movie. Yeah. Anyway, uh... <laughs> <laughs> thanks prime Sam, numbers for to? sponsoring this episode yeah, thank, of Unlimited Content. thank you prime numbers for sponsoring this episode I'm, I'm sure that whatever amount of money you gave us was a prime number if not then what, what the heck are you doing probably 17 dollars like, is my guess 
I'll, I'd take seventeen dollars. I would take yeah. seventeen dollars. <laughs> yeah, but we can't really split it evenly because it's it's a prime number. Oh god! Well, you can you can do half a dollar, Sam. <laughs> can... No, I want I want a normal. <laughs> I want I want integers. You want no remainder. Integers. Yeah. That's what I want. Integers only. Yeah. This episode of Limited Content also sponsored by Integers and Math. Yes, thank you, Integers and Math, our our secondary and tertiary sponsors <laughs> for the episode. Oh, tertiary. Could use the word tertiary. This was also sponsored by the word tertiary. <laughs> Unlimited sponsors. Oh, so many sponsors today. We're rolling Much. it. We're rolling it on, on all these these it makes, credits. It makes sense that our number themed sponsor episode is there's lots of sponsors because there's, there's numerous, if you will, sponsors. Indeed. Yes. I believe we listed five sponsors, which is a prime number. <gasps> oh, man. That we did. Yeah. Jack, what are you up to? Well, oh, I got to do it. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll go. You, yeah. you, you're the, you, you're the, the, the speaker guy this time, so you can, you can tell me what to do. Um, Dude, what I, I didn't realize I had well, that power. What? I, I didn't realize I had that power. This whole time I could have been wielding this power, but I... Yeah. Unlimited okay. powers. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, I think that the first thing to talk about in terms of what I've been up to these past couple weeks, it's been a couple weeks since we've last recorded. Two. Um, and uh, probably the most exciting thing to happen relative to this show in the past couple weeks is, um, so you remember how we, we had that, that thing a while back where we were joking about having merchandise, and then the last episode we were like, maybe we should actually have merchandise. Well... Folks, we have merchandise now. <laughs> yes, that we have. It looks so good. I yeah. can't. Has your stuff showed up yet? No, I I got an email like a, a few days ago saying like, we're sorry, it's taking a little bit longer than usual because all of our printing presses are like in use right now. It's they're like they're yeah. they're bogged down. But like, I got one of those emails too. Um, I think I think I I did get like a a, a shipment email though, like saying your your item's been shipped. I haven't looked at like when it's gonna arrive then. My, my stuff's supposed um, to be here on Wednesday. Rad. Uh, yeah, so we have, uh, a merchandise store. It is, it's a non-profit store, so everything is being sold at cost. So, um, if you want, if you decide you want to get something, don't get it because you want to, like, support us financially, because you won't be. <laughs> do, it, do it because you want some, some fun merchandise from, from this, this show that nobody's heard of. So you can have, like, a, a cool, extremely niche t-shirt for this podcast with 12 listeners. And you can wear it around to people like, what's that? And you'll be like, uh, you wouldn't have heard of it. It's 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 pretty it's it's pretty niche. It's pretty cool. Yep. You know, uh, but yeah, uh, if you want, you can go to unlimitedcontent.myspreadshop.com. Um, and that link will be in the description of the episode as well. But it is uh, we've got a bunch of different designs up there uh, that are all like <laughs> kind of, I, I guess, memes from our <laughs> our show, I guess. That's really what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I mean, I love it. Sam, but like, speaking of which, we are. This is episode twenty-five that we're recording. We're twenty-five episodes Whoa. in. That's that's a wow. bunch of episodes. And so I feel squared. like, it, indeed, it's not five a prime to the number. two, not two to the five, five to the two. Whoa, Ooh. that's crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's exciting that we have we're at episode twenty-five already. Like every time I look at like the episode number, I'm like, have we done we've done this this many episodes already? So cool. Yeah, we've been doing this for more than six months. Which is yeah. wild. Uh and the fact that like I feel like twenty five episodes is a good point at which to be like, hey, we've got merch now and we also we have memes for yeah. <laughs> like like in jokes and stuff. So like yep. uh I guess I, I want to run Discord through. server too, so that's something. 
yes, we do have a Discord server. That's we basically just use it for that's how we record the podcast and what we invite our guests into so that they can join us for our podcast. Yeah. Um, and we also have a meme channel because of course we do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, w- I wanted to walk through uh, just quickly like what the designs are because I think it's fun to talk about. Yeah, man. Um, so I'm I'm just on the the website looking at the designs and there currently are seven designs um, or six, one of which it has like two variants. Um, so <clears throat> Sam, uh, do you have a favorite one? Do you have a favorite design that favorite we have design? so far? Uh, yeah. I like the opening crawl one is my probably my favorite design. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, so that, that design is the uh, it's called the spiel and it is just like it looks like the opening crawl from Star Wars, but it is our opening thing that we say at the beginning of the podcast. The hello there for the Star Wars nerds, etc. And it's I, I worked real hard on, on making that one look like authentic and correct to how the the original crawl looks. And I think it turned out well. And I, yeah, I really like that one. Yeah, I bought a hoodie um, with that on it. Excellent. Yeah, I ordered a T-shirt and a bunch of stickers, um, nice. and we will see what. <laughs> uh, it's interesting that like we we put up this this store, but like haven't actually gotten any like tests, like prints of the products or anything. Yeah. So it's like it could be garbage. We're hoping that know. they <laughs> we're hoping that they're good quality. <laughs> but um, so yeah, there's that one. Um, I think my favorite one just because it was the. It was the first one that I made, and I think it turned out really well. Is the an impenetrable defense? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, and it, yeah, it just looks like the, the kind of like classic, like a Star Wars story or uh, like the Empire Strikes Back kind of logo. Um, but it's, it's the Star Wars font. And it's got like a square around it, um, and it says an impenetrable defense. And then in Arabesh, there's also it says unlimited content on there, um, and then there's like a star field behind it, and it's it's nice. I like the way it turned out, and that was a lot of fun to make and i was like that was the first one where i was like this could be fun it would be cool if we had like t-shirts or something and i was like i don't know i feel like that's kind of our first like in like meme i guess of the podcast it really is, like, is the first like, saying an impenetrable defense it's the first like ongoing joke of yeah the podcast yes. it was great um we've got that one um then we also have one that says it just says in chronological order but in the a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, like look. And so that, that one's fun. Um, we have one that just says all of the Jedi need therapy <laughs> on it, which <laughs> is great. I don't remember if we, if we said this on the podcast or if this was just you, between you and me, Sam, but like <laughs> at one point you, you, you said like, we should both get that on a t-shirt and then wear that t-shirt to therapy. Both of us. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. I do yeah. that. <laughs> I have not bought that shirt yet. Did you buy that shirt? Not yet, no. Okay. But cool. I did. I did. That's one of the ones that I. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, yeah. I wanted to buy one shirt first to like, you yeah. know, a just to know like, does it fit me well? Because the, you know, you never know with t-shirts in sure. general, but also like because I'm a larger person. Like when you get up to the larger kind of extended sizes, there's a lot of variation from like brand to brand mm-hmm. for like you know how is it going to fit and everything. So I bought one shirt and we'll see how that goes. And if it fits well, then I'll buy. A bunch of other ones probably <laughs> but um yeah so uh, but i did buy the all the jedi need therapy in sticker form and yeah. i bought two of them so that i could give one of them to my therapist yes <laughs> oh i should do that my therapist and i have have like spoken a bit about like she knows i'm into star wars and she knows about this podcast and yeah. and like my therapist uh, as well hi josh if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> i don't think my therapist listens regularly i think she listened to like the first episode i was like that's cool 
good yeah. for you and then like we like we've been taught we like we'll talk about like the latest episode of ahsoka yeah like, each we should be like so what do you think of this this past week's ahsoka or you know at the end of our appointment or something and um there was not in my most a, a couple appointments ago there was it was like like the the first appointment that i had after the end of ahsoka um there were like maybe 15 minutes of our appointment that i just spent explaining what the mortis gods are to my therapist oh my she gosh asked, she was like okay you, tell, tell me what that's about what's what's the deal with the thing at the end and i was like okay i mean i could I'm, I'm gonna try and keep it brief because i know i could spend our entire appointment talking about this <laughs> so i like anyway we got into a conversation about the mortis gods so that was something that's incredible um never did i think that like i would know somebody who talked about the mortis gods in therapy like <laughs> <laughs> i mean if it's gonna be anybody like i mean yes it would be you yeah <laughs> yeah second most likely is me third jason yeah yeah uh but yeah we have that one and then the uh we have a design that's just uh an unlimited content logo it's not the one that's on the podcast cover it's a like an alternate one that looks just like you know it's a classic sort of star wars font looking thing um yeah. I, I really wanted to use that one as the primary logo because I think it looks mm-hmm. better than the one I just made in the Canva font. <laughs> oh, there's a cat in here. Oh, oops. I was like, what am I hearing behind me? It's a cat. <laughs> I, I um, saw the cat crawling around in the background. Yeah, I did not know that. Was, I, knew that I got one cat out of this room. I thought I didn't mm-hmm. realize the other one was in here. Um, yeah. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, I tried to like make that logo work with like the current design I have of the podcast cover without like having to change too much. I kind of like having it just going to be a variation of the same thing every single time, but I couldn't make it work. And so I was like, mm, well, yeah, it's a I, different, if, like if I redesign to it, entirely yeah. the, uh, the, the, the podcast cover art, then maybe, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll figure it out eventually. Cause yeah. I, yeah, I do like this logo. I mean, I like your logo too. I like, I think the, the cover art looks really good. Um, but like, huh? yeah, it, we should, we should have mind. like a, <laughs> it's it uses fun i like it don't um, don't try and flatter yourself like i it's it's literally just a random candle font that's supposed to look like like some like asian letters is what it's listen, supposed to look like 80 percent of my graphic design work is just find a cool font and then work around that so, I think that's like, most of graphic design right exactly. graphic designers don't hurt me i think that's most of it though yeah probably yeah i mean I don't know. between the all two i know about graphic design is like, like making yeah. t-shirts on canada that's all i know <laughs> excellent um yeah so yeah, we have an unlimited content logo, which, by the way, like there was an earlier version of this, this variant of the logo that like <clears throat> was a little bit simpler. It was just like I really just typed out the words unlimited content in like the Star Wars uh, font uh, and then like arranged it in the, the way that it's arranged right now. But then I went back later and adjusted it a bit to make it look a little nicer. So like I connected some of the letters together like they would be in like, you know, the Star Wars logo. Yeah. Um, and then also. uh something i i didn't realize until i was like kind of looking into this uh there uh in the clone wars uh logo the n is different it's like it's not just like a regular there's there's like a curve to the top of it so like oh. the, the middle section is kind of curved and so i like changed the the n manually in uh-huh. this version of the logo and i was i was proud of that i thought it looks look, turned out nice anyway um, see is this attention to detail that's why our sponsor sponsor us <laughs> yeah that's why we get paid the big bucks. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are the designs we had. And then I, I sent that out to uh, friends and family and, and was like, hey, we have a, a store now. If you guys want to buy shirts, um, I think uh, 
Gracie said she bought a hoodie uh, of just like the unlimited content logo. So thanks, Grace. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and I'll admit, Grace, you do listen to the podcast. I'll admit. I'll admit. <laughs> you finally, 25 episodes in, you've conceded. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, Not all bits last yeah. forever, Jack. Not all bits last forever. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, I'll find a new bit. But yeah. And then, then uh, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll have unlimited bits. I'm sure. <laughs> that, that we will. <laughs> Live by the bit, die by the bit. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so I, I sent that out to, to the family, and uh, they all seemed to like them. And then and I think it was Mom's idea to be like, you should make a, a t-shirt design of the the outsourcing to bugs like monologue. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I can do that. Yeah. And so I whipped that up pretty quickly of, of like, it's just the, from our Attack of the Clones episode, when I go through the, like, you know, yeah, you the explain chain it to of assassination. Yeah, yeah. explaining to, to, to you and Max, like, yeah. the 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 chain of like you know Dooku hires Jango Fett and Jango Fett hires the Changeling and, and etc. Sam Wessel, put some respect right, on her name. I, I, well, I I'm sorry. All I the respect didn't. that she deserves. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So I like I basically just typed that out in the big like block of text and then like made it look nice and added a gradient to it. And there's two versions. There's a blue one and a red one. And I called them the dark side variant and the light side variant because I like thought that was fun. Um, but yeah, uh, you can get all these designs in t-shirts. You can also get them in like hoodies or sweatshirts and some of them you can get on mugs and stickers. And yeah, if you're interested, you can go to our <laughs> merch store and buy our silly merchandise for our silly show. Yep. This was it, this has been a fun like creative project for me. It's It's been nice. It's been cool to just kind of like this this... This fun creative outlet. Like, yeah. I mean, this whole podcast has been like a nice sort of oh, chill yeah. creative outlet. Like, in addition to getting just getting to like watch Star Wars and get to hang out my, with my brother and have an excuse to talk, talk to other people too, like our occasional guests. Um, it's also just been fun to have like a sort of an outlet for casual, like, uh, like doing, doing some editing for fun and doing some graphic design for fun and just like, because I, I feel like. I personally tend to put a lot of pressure on myself when it comes to creative work because like that's kind of what I want to do career wise is, you know, do creative things. And and so like I, I have a hard time sometimes separating the like the kind of self-imposed pressure of like everything I make has to be good so that I can like eventually use it to get a job or something um, versus like just doing creative things for the sake of having fun and enjoying it. Um, so this has been a nice outlet for that. Um, yeah so but uh yeah go buy all our merchandise and we'll be rich in in our hearts but not with money because again it's it's yeah, but, not for profit store but credits will do yeah. fine credits will do fine well i mean i don't know if spreadshirt accepts credits i, you, I do look at that i accept oh, oh you do okay yeah. yep <laughs> so if i give you credits will you then use this will you buy a t-shirt for me uh, <laughs> well, the the store doesn't accept credits, so credits will be fine for them. <laughs> credits aren't exactly punchable with dollars, so it doesn't really work. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so that, that's like the big, exciting show-related news, I guess. Yep. Um, yeah, so merchandise and whatnot. Um, I've also been playing a lot of different video games over the last couple of weeks, so I want to talk about some of those. Yeah! Um, yeah, so <laughs> Jack's video game soapbox continues. Uh... 
So the first game I want to talk about is uh, I, I haven't finished this game yet, um, but I just want to talk about it because I think it's cool. Um, it's called Planet of Lana, and it is a a what what is sometimes called a cinematic platformer. Um, so basically, it's, it's like a side scrolling like two D like platforming puzzle game, um, but it's it's more focused on like story and like beautiful visuals and kind of like establishing an atmosphere and stuff. Um, if you ever, if anybody listening has ever played the game Limbo, that's definitely uh, a an example of what would probably be considered like a cinematic platformer. Um, that or like uh, Inside, which came out a few years ago, which is amazing. Um, and then let's see, uh, I think Odd World, Abe's Odyssey, and um, another world or out of this world, depending on what region of the world you're in. Anyway, point is, uh, Planet of Lana is a it's a very beautiful like visually pretty game it, it, it takes place uh like on an earth-like planet um with a sort of like fairly primitive civilization of people and then their planet gets invaded by like robots from space or something and you have to like kind of make your way like and all, all the villagers get kidnapped except for you you the character that you're playing is named lana oh. and so you like it's her go now, and so she's the only yeah, left. It's just hers. <laughs> it's just hers. Um, and she's just like a little kid, and you have to like make your way through uh, the world and like try and like find all of the other villagers who've been like captured by the robots. And it's very like there's like, a lot of it's very like tense and stealthy, rather rather than like you know something like a Mario or a Sonic game where it's like you know very like fast paced and actiony. This is much kind of more slower paced and uh a lot sort of it's more tense because it's like you know you if you if you get spotted by one of these robots they will kill you immediately it's like a kind of a one hit kill type thing so there's a lot there's a lot of stealth sections and a lot of puzzles and a lot of kind of both of those kind of things combined mm. um yeah but th that's that's pretty typical for this genre um this is uh i think from like the like the lead game designer or the art director creative director or something of inside which is a, a game that came out a few years ago that was very very good um and uh what what makes this game particularly like notable or like like what i think makes it cool is just the, the art style of it it's it is one of the most visually gorgeous games i've played in a long time it's like it looks very kind of almost like watercolor painterly uh it's it's super vibrant and beautiful and yeah. uh and it's, and there's also just this this really cool like contrast between the very kind of organic natural world and the like these very like you know mechanical uh like black monochromatic robots that come and invade it's so this is really cool contrast there oh this is really um, pretty oh yeah you're looking it up yeah yeah yeah, it's 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 uh, some people compare it to like Studio Ghibli vibes. I can see that. You know? Yeah, mm -hmm. at least in terms of like the color scheme. Yeah, it's how, like, like Studio Ghibli but sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, um, like the the big uh, like syndrome robot looking things on one of the things. Yes, I <laughs> yeah. As soon as I saw those robots, I was like, these these look like the Incredibles robots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what they look like. Yeah, um, but yeah. So I'm I'm not super far into that game, but like I just wanted to talk about it because i think it's super cool and pretty and also the soundtrack is good and the sound design is good it's just like like so far of what i've played it's not like a super amazing game like 
gameplay wise it's pretty basic it's it's kind of like you know i've played games like this before it doesn't yeah. hasn't doesn't really feel like it, it's done much like it's not bad or anything it's just you know not extraordinary in that way yeah but the ways it, in which it is extraordinary it's just kind of how it's like a feast for the senses it's just a really it looks pretty gorgeous. yeah amazing game yeah um yeah so planet of lana if that if that sounds interesting to you i would definitely recommend it um then uh a game that i started playing recently and did actually finish is a puzzle game called viewfinder um yeah. sam at some point i want you to like look up this game or and like like watch the trailer or something I'm, I'm looking at pictures of it right now why is there a watermelon yeah are you a watermelon <laughs> you are not a watermelon okay there 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 are watermelon in the <laughs> in the game but no okay so um viewfinder is a first person puzzle game much Ooh. in the kind of in the vein of something like portal where it's kind of mind bendy okay. and like you know I, portal kind of like started this genre of of like first person puzzle games that are sort of like meant to kind of turn things on their head and, and make <clears> you think outside the box. And uh, I think there are very few games that like kind of reach the same heights as Portal does in terms of having mechanics that are like really interesting and engaging and um and ha like have a game that's just like really well paced and you know kind of you know reaches all the same sorts of highs that that portal did yeah um there's a lot of kind of middling games in, in this genre that it's like you know they're clearly kind of trying to like ape what portal did and but not really you know reaching that same zenith you know yeah um this game is not one of those this game is very very good it's really good um so the the premise of viewfinder it, it's hard to describe like with words so i would definitely recommend like watching a trailer or something okay. if it sounds interesting to you but it's Basically, the idea is that you have a camera and you can take pictures of things and then take the picture and like put it up in front of you. And then that picture becomes part of the world and you use that to solve oh. puzzles. It's 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 like it's all very like perspective based and just like a Roadrunner uh, Wiley Coyote situation, but turned into a video oh, game. Yeah, actually, that's a really good. <laughs> that's a great way <laughs> of putting it. Actually, it's like yeah, it's like the paintings that that Roadrunner Wiley Coyote use. It's <laughs> like but gamified. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, but it's it's super cool. It's like got this interesting sort of sci-fi plot to it, and um, but it's just it's it's great because it's a a game that like I, I think what makes what makes Portal a, a really strong game, for example, is is I mean many things. That's it's one of my favorite games ever. But it's, it's fantastic. in particular when it comes to like puzzle design and everything, is the fact that it's paced so well. It like you know it, it introduces like one little concept at a time. And then, like, you know, it kind of teaches you how to do it and then makes you use it. And then once you've, like, figured that out, it adds on the next thing. It, it It's never, like, the same puzzle repeatedly. It's always, like, the next puzzle is an expansion on the things that you already know. Yeah. And, like, introduces new concepts. And it's, so it's, like, it never gets boring. It's always, you're That's always cool. learning something. Yeah. You know? Like, and you find it works very like much the same way. kind of thing. Like, the teacher will teach, yeah. you, teach you, like, a bunch of things. Like, just when you feel like you have a handle on the thing that you're learning, it's yeah. like, okay next thing let's go I'm like ah yes. crap i thought i, I, thought I was yeah, done yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's better because it's a video game not like schoolwork. <laughs> yeah exactly and I, I think it's really easy for uh games to kind of fall into this trap where it's like you know let, let's put in the, our game we want our game to be longer or you know we you know we don't have enough kind of concepts to sort of fill out a, a whole game so we'll just like kind of do the same like idea over and over again that are like but like in slightly different variants you have mm -hmm. like you know a bunch of levels that like 
you know, they might still be good puzzles, but it's like if it doesn't introduce a new idea or something, then it doesn't, it's not really interesting, you know? Yeah. Um, and Viewfinder does a good job of, of avoiding that problem. And um, th- th- there was just so many moments during this game uh, where, like, I, f- I feel like, you know, every, like, 20 minutes or something, I would discover some some new way that they were, like, using this mechanic and or, like, just a new idea. And it would be just, like, like every 20 minutes, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. That's such a cool idea. Yeah. Uh, and it's just it's a really fun experience. And I definitely highly recommend it. If that sounds interesting to you. It does. Um, It's only like a I think I finished it in like five hours. Oh, okay. Um, so it's, it's a pretty short game, but it's it's very good. Um, Viewfinder. It's excellent. It's made by a small like indie team and they did an amazing job. And I definitely highly recommend it. Um, nice. That's Viewfinder. And then I have two more games to talk about which came out on the same day this past week. So on October 20th, we got two of my most anticipated games of the year. Both came out. We got yeah, how you Super <laughs> Mario Bros. Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Wonder and Spider-Man 2. Um, and I've been pretty much spending the whole weekend almost just doing that, just playing those games. Well done, <laughs> um, as you should. It's it's excellent. So, um, so first, I guess Super Mario Bros. Wonder is the latest like 2D side-scrolling, the traditional Mario game. Um, the last one that we got that was like a full new uh, 2D Mario game was back in 2012, I think. There was uh, wow. Super Mario Bros. New Super Mario Bros. U. Um, and then we got like a, there was like an expansion for that that came out and then like it got ported to the the Switch. And we also got like Super Mario Maker 1 and 2 in that time. But like in terms of like a full new Mario game, like a, a 2D Mario game, that is. Uh, this is the first one since 2012. I think what what makes this even more, like, special and extraordinary is the fact that um, the last time that Mario kind of had a, like, a refresh in terms of gameplay and visual style uh, was, like, 2007, 2006, 2007, with, with New Super Mario Bros. on the DS, you know, and like like pretty yeah. much every side-scrolling Mario game that's come out since then has had that exact same art style and has kind of built on, you know, added like new power-ups or like some new mechanics and things, but it's basically been the exact same game, but like iterated on for the last sure. like 15 years. Yeah, which um, like it's, it's, a, it's a tried and true formula, so it works, but oh, like... Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But you kind of want... Um, and they... But you want yeah, something... They yeah. had no reason to... Yeah, exactly. They had no reason to like change what they were doing, basically, because you know, like you said, it's 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 quality. It's still good, and it also made them just bought loads of money. Like those oh, games yeah. sell extremely well. Um, but then, like, I think they they realized at a certain point that like like after releasing Super Mario Maker and Super Mario Maker Two, it was like they kind of realized we we've like reached the limit with this particular version of Mario. Like <laughs> we have to do something new. Yeah. Um, and I'm very glad that they did. Uh, because Super Mario Bros. Wonder is, in fact, wonderful. It is I was very hoping, I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> I had to go for it. I had to go for the obvious pun. Truly. Um, yeah. So, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, it is, it is a... It's got like a... Ref- it's, it, you know, it's... Largely speaking, it's still the same kind of 2D Mario that you're used to. Yeah. Um, but with just a lot of new... Like, with a, a fresh coat of paint on it, the art style is kind of new and different. And, like, it looks really slick and nice. And the the like the characters kind of all received a slight redesign like the art not, not not like a redesign in terms of like the character's design but more in terms of the art style of it um they look almost a little more like like 2d characters in 3d space or like 
that oh. they, they look almost kind of like claymation-y to me. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I really like the style, and it looks a little more like classic. Like the like the way Mario looks now looks a lot like kind of early promo art for like like it, what it reminds me of is uh, the very first issue of Nintendo Power has this uh, like clay figure version of Mario on it, and that's what it looks like to me. Um, like that's, that's what it reminds me of. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a really charming art style, uh, and it's it's just it's a gorgeous, visually gorgeous game. It's extremely polished, as you know, as is to be expected with Nintendo games. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, they they have like a, just a ton of different playable characters. Oh, um, they, they all they all play exactly the same. Uh, which so so like you know in, in like Super Mario Bros. Two, you know, you had like mario luigi toad and peach and they all like played slightly differently yeah um you know like luigi can jump a little bit higher and toad is faster but can't jump very high and then peach has her like she can like float through the air for a bit thing um yeah and this one they decided to just make all the characters play exactly the same but there's a lot of characters so it's, it's just kind of it's a fun like you, you can play as whoever you want kind of thing so you could play as mario luigi Peach Daisy, who is she's never been playable in a, in a Mario platformer before, so that's exciting. Really? Um, I don't know uh, if I realized Daisy has been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- Daisy, like Daisy's pretty much only been in like the like Mario sports games, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then she she did get introduced to Smash Bros. in the in the most recent version of Smash, but that's you know. How did she not uh, get introduced that until just the new one? I guess it's just like she was so similar to Peach that they were like, you know. Well, yeah, but so is Luigi to Mario and Waluigi to Wario. So like. Well, Waluigi isn't in it either. So. (laughs) Um, Justice for Waluigi. Come on. uh, Dude, listen, there's like for years now, people have been like, why is it? Why can't you play as Waluigi in Smash Bros? It's he's like the most requested character that didn't get into Smash. People are people are mad. (laughs) What the heck? There's a passionate community of people who are very pro waluigi yeah, it's one of those things that like i would never have thought about and then, like but now that i do think about it i'm mad like it never would have occurred to me to be something to be mad about but now that i think about it, i'm like that's dumb yeah. of, all the, of all the dumb um, things to be mad about it's one of the better ones yeah if you're gonna be mad about something dumb be mad about a waluigi i feel like that's yeah. reasonable yeah yeah um but yeah so you can play as mario luigi peach daisy blue toad yellow toad uh toadette and then you can also play as one of four different yoshis and you can also play as nabbit who was like a, a character who was introduced a, a couple games ago in one of the new super mario bros games um but like yoshi and nabbit are like the kind of the easy mode characters so like uh. they they like don't get hurt from things basically and they're like so they're like you know they're like if you want to play on easy mode or if you're like, you're like playing co-op and you're like they're kind of like the little brother character you know, Got like, it. sort of the, the tales of the of the game, you know, um, so anyway, <laughs> lots of <laughs> lots, lots of characters, which is great. Um, the kind of the big like gimmick with this game is the uh, the wonder flower, which is like basically in I think every level or most levels, at least uh, you can find a, a wonder flower in the level. And if you, if you grab it, it does something wild and crazy to the level. So like. Ooh. For example, there might be like like there's one level, and it's it's like something different every time, and that's kind of what's like cool and exciting about it is just it's it's a way for them to like inject unexpected 
events and variety and stuff into the levels. So it's um, not like the same thing for like on let's say like level one one for like it's not the same time every time you get the wonder flower. It's not the same thing. It's a different thing. It kind of rotates through different things every time you hit well, on no, that it's, same it's, level. It's different. No, it's different per level. Okay, but so it's like, the same every time, every level. But that level is always the same. Yes. So okay. yeah, the wonder flower in like one dash one would be it always does the same thing. Got it. Uh, but then, but it's like that thing only happens at level one one, and then if you go to the next mm. level and get the wonder flower, something else happens. So like, so it's uh, like it's like a green space in uh, Mario Party. You land on the green space, something happens. Like it's uh... yeah, <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a good way of putting it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's like. Uh, just as some examples, there's one where, like, if you get the Wonder Flower, a, like, a stampede of bulls runs through the level, and you have to, like, ride the bulls to the end, and then the bulls, like, knock down the flagpole at the end, and, like, it's, what? it's you know, um, there's another one that's that's super, super cool, where, like, it changes, like, basically, instead of it being a side-scroller, it changes it to where, like, you are now walking on the walls of the level, so it's so like like the, your perspective doesn't change, but your character is now like standing sideways. So it looks like a top down, like like kind of Zelda situation. It's like so like the, the perspective changes. Um, there's ones where like your character transforms into something else. There's ones where like like there, there was one where like you get caught up in a storm and you're like floating through the air and you have to like dodge lightning bolts and stuff. It, it's it's just super cool. All the different like creative ways that they're able to kind of shake things up with this. And it, it's a it's been really cool. Um, so yeah, just, just super fun. Um, a really like charming, polished game. Like the, the, the sound effects are all really great in this game. For example, like the, most of the sound effects, uh, like of, of you jumping or like grabbing an item or doing a ground pound or something are all like musical instruments making noises. Ooh. So like whenever Mario jumps, instead of like the, the, you know, the same jump noise that it's been for 15 years or whatever, it now it's like kind of the, like a pizzicato pluck of a violin or something. It's like a bing. it's it's you know it's nice. Interesting. Um, and then like when you do a ground pound, it does like a, a a drum roll as you're falling through the air, and then a cymbal hit when you hit the ground. And it's just you know it's very charming and nice. Oh, I like um, that. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but yeah, excellent. Just such such a great game. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you you know if you, <laughs> it's not like you, if I. If you've never liked a Mario game before, and I'm like, this game's great, you're not gonna be like, uh, like it, it, you know, it's still Mario. But like, yeah. if this sounds interesting to you, I'm sure you already know about it and have gotten it. But like, if not, this game's great, yeah, and I highly recommend it. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, I get all of my st- video game news from this segment of the podcast. Anything, <laughs> anything new in video games is like, like the 20 minutes that Jack talks to me about video games while recording a podcast about Star Wars. That's like what I learned about, like the the news of the video game world, and I love it. It's great. Excellent. I'll take it. Yeah. It's my 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 personal soapbox where I get to talk about video games, and I'm the only person who knows anything about video games yeah. currently here. So it's true. So yeah. there's no one here to like to to debate with me about like or like to disagree with me. I'm just like what I say. This, this is my reality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'm just living it, apparently. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> for this for this one brief segment, well, quote-unquote brief, it's longer this time. <laughs> it is. It's been a minute, and um, there's a lot of new stuff that you've been excited about for a long time that is now here. Yes, yes, yes. It's um, like we spent yeah, half our podcast, one... it's like how we spent over the summer, half of our podcast was just Tears of the Kingdom. So, I mean. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Not unprecedented. Um, yeah, or, or Power Wash Simulator, which yes. is, is I'm, I'm past that. But oh. I'm, I'm, sure I'll, I'm sure we'll talk more about it when I, like, 
I'll, I'm, I'm sure I'll get the, the SpongeBob DLC at some point. Yes. <laughs> but right now, I have Super Mario Bros. Wonder to play, which again, amazing. Um, and also Spider Man 2. Um, oh, by the way, uh, another brief interesting thing about Mario Wonder is that this is the first Mario game ever where Mario is not voiced by Charles Martinet. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Charles Martinet retired from from being Mario. He's he's doing great. He's he, yeah. He's just like you know he's been doing this since yeah. Super Mario sixty four. He's like not no longer with us, but he's yeah. He's, he's around. He's still jolly <laughs> he's and wonderful. <laughs> he's retired. Um, yeah, Charles Martinet has been doing the voice of Mario and also Luigi and Wario and Waluigi. I think um, since nineteen ninety six with Super Mario sixty four, um, and. He earlier this year announced that he was retired and they like uh, said that you know, it's going to be a new guy that's voicing Mario Luigi in, in Mario Bros. Wonder. And I think they're doing a great job. Um, let me real quick. Not that anybody's going to know who this is, but I want to look up just to know what his name is. Uh, yeah. yeah, his name is Kevin Afghani or Afghani. I don't know. Um, but yes, he, he's the, the new voice of Mario. Um, he's a younger guy. He's, he's younger than me. He's 26. What? So, <laughs> what are so we doing like, with our lives, Jack? We're not. I don't know, man. Voice we're, of we're, franchise we're hosting this podcast. That's game characters. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think he sounds great. And I wish the, the best of, of luck to him. I'm sure. I mean, like this guy, I would assume is like set for life now, kind of. Cause he's, you know, oh. unless he, unless he gets canceled or something, I'm sure he's going to be Mario for the, for like the next 30 years or something so like yeah you know good on good on you yeah he's Kevin. got he's got at least like three consoles ahead of him so he'll be fine <laughs> exactly yeah um but yeah uh charles manette uh, obviously a great and a legend and mm-hmm. wonderful and we wish him well but like uh i, I think uh it's gonna take some getting used to but i think uh mr afghani is doing a great job yeah he sounds great at least it's not chris um, Pratt, so true yeah it's, it's <laughs> there were there was plenty of jokes about like who's gonna be the next voice of mario and everybody's like it's gonna be chris pratt Duh. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh anyway that's mario last game uh, i've been talking for like a half an hour or something about video games okay. but we're here spider-man 2 i've been very excited for this game um so in 2018 uh insomnia games uh came out with the first uh marvel's spider-man uh which is, it was like a big open world spider-man game triple a big budget um very well done insomniac makes nothing but great games basically um they, they've made these games these spider-man games but they also made uh, the ratchet and clank series nice. um and uh yeah it is just it's a it's a really good quality series it, it's like so i, I like for some context, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. I love him. Um, and I, I've always loved Spider-Man. Yeah. He's the most uh, lovable superhero, without a doubt. He's, he's he's delightful. He's excellent. And he, yeah, I could, I'm sure there will be, at some point in the future on an episode, I will go on a tangent about why I like Spider-Man and all the things I like about Spider-Man. But for now, um, I just want to say I love him. Yeah, he's, he's my I, favorite superpowered comic book character. For yeah. sure. Yes, it, for me, it's like, it's Spider-Man and Batman are my two favorites. Same! Batman's yeah. my favorite comic book so, character, period. Spider-Man's my favorite yeah. one with superpowers. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's that's probably because Batman's not a superhero. But anyway, continue. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So, and and growing up, um, there was a game on the PS2 that I had that was a there was it was 
called Spider-Man 2 and it was based on the, the Tobey Maguire movie. Yep. Um, and One I love that game. Probably the greatest Spider-Man movie of all time. I, honestly, like Alfred Molina. Yeah. Being, yeah. No. Amazing. It does um, not get better. It's such a such great, such a great movie. Such a great yeah. performance. Um, but yeah, uh, so th- they made a, a game out of it and it was very good, actually. Uh, you know, movie tie-in games don't have a reputation for being great, but this one was was very good and for a long time, at least to me, it was like the best Spider-Man game. Yeah. Because um, it was like, uh, in a lot of like Spider-Man games that came before that, um, like whenever you would like swing through the city, it wouldn't be like, you know, the web wouldn't have to attach to anything. It would just kind of be be like, you're hovering through the air, basically, and you can kind of yeah. swing anywhere. But for this this one, it was like, no, you have to like be like below the top of a building so that you can actually like your web can have something to attach to and so it felt more kind of real and the, and the swing mechanics were just really fun and engaging and like kind of like deep and it was just it was, yeah. it was really good um and it was you know this big open world new york city and you know for the time i thought it looked really good um and i loved uh going to the top of the empire state building and jumping off i remember that yeah <laughs> super fun yeah like the three times um, i played it the three times you let me play it i was like yeah i'm gonna do that that's all i did just like yes, how, what's the height thing i climb on jump off and i would try and see like can i save myself like how close can i get to the ground and still swing yes <laughs> <laughs> the best yeah. yeah um and then if you did hit the ground like there were no like you know when you when you like die of fall damage in that game there's no, you don't like bounce off the ground or anything you just like splat you just like land and then you're just like but you like land on your legs and then he kind of stumbles down and dies it's like (laughs) okay anyway um so anyway in in 2018 we got this this latest spider-man game which is like a a standalone like new universe thing it's not like based on anything in particular or it's not based on any particular like version of spider-man um and they did a very good job of it It, it's uh immediately became my my new favorite spider-man game um it definitely felt like the kind of the modern successor to the game i grew up with um super like just like like big new york city and it it looks great and it's gorgeous and the the writing is really good and the performances are great and um and the the first game one of the the main kind of i feel like the main arc of that game was like the relationship between peter and uh dr octavius and so it was it was a really cool like you i like to me like that like this and the spider-man 2 like uh alfred molina doc ock are the best versions of doc ock mm. to me like it, it's it's a different take on dr octopus on, on otto octavius yeah um but it's it's like they they play a lot more into the like uh the relationship between peter and otto and kind of like the it, it's like a slow tragedy you know you kind mm-hmm. of see the him like slowly becoming a villain as opposed to like the sort of more immediate like Oh, I'm evil now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like the because like in, in Spider-Man Two, it was kind of like the the movie, like it was kind of like the arms kind of just took over. It was like, yeah, yeah, it's very much like just like the Doc Ock version of like the Green Goblin. Like I have the gas and now, I'm like okay, now I'm evil now. Like, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Godspeed, yeah. Spider-Man. Godspeed, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so, so I thought they... Anyway, that game was very good. They did a really good job with it. And then they, a couple years later, they came out um, with Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is a, like, not, not a full sequel because it's, like, a shorter game. It's kind of a, yeah. a mid-quel kind of spin-off game. Spider-Man 1 um, and a half. 
basically yeah uh and it but you play as miles morales obviously and it was very very good i actually liked miles morales that game better than the first one because i felt Ooh. like i mean a it like it looks better because it was on the ps5 Ooh. um and but also just more so because i thought that like the because it was a shorter experience the story felt more kind of focused you know when, when you have like a, a gigantic game like the first spider-man there's like you know like six different supervillains in it and you know like a bunch of different stories that are all happening at once and just so much stuff to do and it's really easy to kind of lose that kind of sense of urgency and yeah. like the pacing can get really slow or you know things can get bogged down just by like the, the amount the massive amount of content there is um whereas miles morales i felt like was just like long enough to had to tell a really good story and not get bogged down by like extra stuff you know um so anyway yeah that that's probably my favorite spider-man game so far and then finally uh just a few days ago they came out with spider-man 2 the actual like full-on sequel to the 2018 game and this one you get to play as both peter parker and miles morales you can switch between them at any time which is cool um and it i mean i'm i'm maybe like 15 hours in so far something like that um but it's so far it's been very good and i really really enjoy it it's it's uh, predictably beautiful and fun like it, it's still like you know the same kind of yeah uh you know all the same things of the previous games but kind of like more polished and, and nicer and more improved and yeah um plus you've got some some new mechanics and like uh some some exciting new characters um who's, who's, harry osborne who's, is harry osborne the villain in this one i was about to ask well yeah so so or, uh have you gotten that far yet to, to know who the oh, no, so, no, they're they're like they're there are two main villains in this game, which this is not a spoiler because they're in the trailers. Yeah. Um, but the two main villains are Craven the Hunter and Venom. So Oh, I did see something about um, Venom. That looks super cool. Venom yeah, looks yeah. nuts so I, in this game. I know. So I haven't I haven't met Venom yet specifically, but like basically the the way that they are doing Venom in this version of, of the Spider-Man universe is uh Harry Osborne had this like disease that killed his mom and they were trying to figure out how to like like cure him of it. And uh Dr. Kurt Connors, aka the lizard, um, wow. like develops a basically like a suit or you know, like organism thing, uh, that like basically like when when like he's you know wearing it, it like keeps him alive, basically. And um and wow. uh Yeah, and, and that's like what the Venom symbiote is in in this case. Okay. So like So it's not um, from like so the like, Venom planet, but now now it's like a because it wasn't it's, it's a sciencey thing yeah because it was like an alien before right yeah so in, in the original comics and in also in like the the randy movies it was a just like something that landed on earth from like a meteorite yeah it was like an alien basically yeah. um and then i think in in other versions like in the ultimate comics uh it is like a it's a similar situation of, of like uh an experimental like medical treatment type thing where it's like uh i, th I think in the ultimate comics it was like a way of trying to like fight cancer or something ah. um anyway uh so yeah in this one like, what like it, harry what, has what is the, it with like cancer like treatment things becoming like the big bad in like 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 a big like science experiment gone wrong kind of thing i don't know it just kind of feels like it is it is it kind of a trope because i that's like this is at least the second thing i'm aware of that like that's mm. like a, a cancer treatment has like become like this like big thing like like in the walking dead universe like the zombie outbreak comes from like a trying to make a cure for cancer and like they just mm. unleash zombies 
Like, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel, I feel like maybe, maybe there's just something kind of weird about cancer where it's like, it's it's life, but it's like life gone wrong. It's like, you know, growing in a way that it's mm. not supposed to. And there's some, something yeah. kind of creepy and unsettling about it. It is kind of poetic yeah, that way. Yeah, I never thought about it that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, Craven the Hunter is in it. And uh, Venom is going to be in it. Um, I just got to the point in the game where uh, Peter gets like the the black suit, like the symbiote suit. Ooh. So I'm like strong angry evil peter now or whatever you know so like does he, um, does he have like a a montage scene with like <laughs> where he dances uh, and has a weird haircut yeah. and <laughs> it makes funny faces uh, uh not yet please who knows maybe please. <laughs> maybe if, we'll not, if there are any modders out there who know how to do this already oh i'm sure yeah it'll I'm happen sure it's gonna happen at some point yeah. <laughs> um yeah once they release it on pc i'm sure that'll happen um yeah, uh, it is. It's very good. It's super fun. Um, one, one kind of cool new mechanic they added are the web wings, uh, which are just like, uh, like the, the web wings are, are like a pretty old. Like they're from early on in the comics. Like I think the I think one of the first ones. I think like in the- yeah, like, like like in some of the the earliest version of Spider Man, like there were uh, he had like these basically these kind of like webs under his like armpits area. Yeah. You know, that like once he when he stretches at his yeah. arm, they let him like glide around like a basically. flying squirrel kind of thing exactly yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. um and so that they they added that as a mechanic in this latest game and you can like you know glide around and stuff and in addition to swinging around which is cool and part of the reason why they added that is because they also added um queens and brooklyn to the the game so like used to be that you can only you can only be on like manhattan but then they added brooklyn and queens now so that you can like uh go to different it's just it's a bigger area but of course like brooklyn and queens are like not necessarily there's not as many tall buildings there and so there's not as much like opportunity for swinging around right. so they added this so that you can like still kind of get around more easily without having to necessarily like swing everywhere you know? yeah so. but isn't i mean isn't peter parker from brooklyn did he grow up in brooklyn he, uh, uh he's from queens i believe queens, okay yeah um oh it was uh steve rogers is from brooklyn yeah steve rogers is from brooklyn um but yeah uh yeah, but we, yeah, like in, in the previous game, we never spent any time there. We, we were just always on Manhattan. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so super fun. I'm really enjoying it, and uh, I will. I'm sure I'll get back to you all with with more more tales of what's Jeez. going on in the game. But like, I I, I, won't, I won't spoil the story because it's this is a very story driven game, definitely. But yeah, um, if you have a PS5, I definitely recommend it. It's super good, super good. Um, but yeah merchandise and various video games that's what i've been up to nice. <laughs> thus ends the first half of our podcast yeah no man <laughs> sam what have you been up to <laughs> uh less than that but i've been up to things <laughs> i'm busy uh what have i been up to uh so this past weekend uh well friday night we me and sarah and marion took marion on her first camping trip Ooh, it was fun yes yeah, so we went to uh clinton lake state park out in lawrence kansas uh cool. it was perfect weather like highs in the low 70s it got down to like 58 overnight like Ooh, it was perfect perfect camping yeah. weather um marion had her first s'more it was great mm. adorable she got very sticky um she did not s- it's the only way to do it it is the only way to do it she did not sleep well at all uh yeah. she was just very restless and uh i think well because it's one of the first times other than like 
since she was like an infant when we like went to our parents' house with her that she slept in the same room as us. And it's her first time sleeping in a tent in a sleeping bag, not in a bed. Like it was just a lot of firsts Mm -hmm. and it didn't go great, but Uh she did fall asleep around like midnight, 1 a.m. So we're in there and we tried to put her to bed at like nine um, or 8.30, Uh something like that. But yeah, so it was uh, was a rough three hours. And then she woke up in the middle of the night crying. And I'm like, oh, great. There's, and it was, the campsite was like, every single site was booked. And Mm -hmm. uh, at this like state park kind of camp, ground things like you are 30 feet from the tent next to you like it's oh. like <laughs> yeah it's like 10 15 yards it's not far so like mm. waking up screaming and crying at three in the morning not great so it's but fun. hey it's uh it was a learning experience for everybody she really liked it she since when i got in the car she like said can, can, are we going, still going camping i was like no girly we're, we're <laughs> no. going to we're going home we're gonna get you in a bath and take a nap and then she crashed in the car just like out <laughs> Like, we weren't mm. even on, like, it's, it's like a five minute drive to the highway from the state park. We weren't even mm. on the highway yet, and she was asleep. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. It was adorable, but also, like, yeah. yeah. So, it was, it was fun. We had a good time. Yeah. Um, she enjoyed it, other than the, she the did. sleeping bit. She played in the dirt the whole time. She was just having a blast. Excellent. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah, sitting in the dirt, making a pile of leaves and rocks. And she called it making dinner. And then she would take a little <laughs> bit of dirt. And sprinkle on the top is like salt, and then she take another butt, little pinch of dirt and go pepper. And <laughs> amazing, <laughs> yeah, it was adorable. Uh, she it's was excellent. filthy. It was gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So we learned to uh, bring more changes of clothes for her, and uh, we're gonna bring melatonin next time, like baby, like toddler melatonin. Oh, yeah, so that she like actually. Like, doesn't have a choice. You're sleeping. Like, here's a gummy. Have, have fun. Good night. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, uh, I mean, it's safe and fine. And, like, we just, you need to sleep. <laughs> like, yeah. It's there. I want to have, like, I don't know they time. made those. They do. I'm going to make, it makes sense that they did. Do. Yeah, I just, they do. I never thought about it. Probably for things like this, I would think. I don't know. <laughs> We've never, like, given her medicine so that she falls asleep before. Like, that's not, like, a thing we do. Yeah. But, like, if we're camping and this happens again, like, you, we're just going to get melatonin. You're going to fall asleep. Like, here's a gummy. It's yeah. vitamin. No fun. <laughs> yeah 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 so we'll do that so i've been doing that and then uh the other thing that's been taking most of my attention is uh it's when we're recording this it is currently we're going into the ninth inning of game six of the american league championship series rangers my favorite team of any sport ever are playing the houston astros my least favorite team of any sport ever um <laughs> I hate the Astros so much. Uh, baseball. Baseball. I love baseball. Baseball's my favorite sport. Rangers are my favorite team. Uh, and we're looking really good, but the Astros are up in the series 3-2. to two, But the Rangers are winning right now 4-2 to two in this game going into the last inning. So, And we just got out of the eighth inning. Uh, the bases were loaded, and we somehow didn't let anyone score. So it was great. It's good. Good fun. So I I showed Jack before we start recording, but I have three monitors up right now. I have my I have, <laughs> I have Jack on Discord and looking at him and that's and then on to the right is the script for the podcast and to the left is uh Fox Sports One <laughs> with uh the Rangers game. So that has been consuming most of my attention for outside of this podcast. That's what I've been that's what I've been thinking. So Sports. It's fun. So what? Yeah. Yeah. Tell tell me <laughs> Why do you hate the Houston Astros so much? Uh, well, first off, they're the other team in Texas, and I'm not allowed to like them. Um, gotcha. So there's that. Also, in 2017, <laughs> they stole the World Series. So they cheated. Stole it? They cheated. 
and one. How do they cheat? There was okay. a big old sign stealing scandal. So like, uh, players will like, like the catcher and the pitcher will like the catcher will throw like a certain number of, like fingers, or, like do signs, yeah. to kind of like indicate like what pitch you're supposed to do, and kind of like, mm-hmm. this is how they communicate how they work as a team to kind of like strategize on. All right, we've thrown a couple fastballs, a slow curveball, just kind of like to get him off his game, like like just kind of keep the batter on their toes. Is kind of the point. Yes, um, I did know that. I, I knew that bit about baseball. Great, cool. So, <laughs> uh, and or, like, and it's totally normal for like, if you say you have a runner on second base, right? That runner is behind the pitcher and can see the catcher, right? And you can also can make eye contact with the pitcher. So if that player on the field can figure out like what the signs are and can somehow communicate like like this is a fastball, don't like swing at this, or this is a curveball, don't swing. Like that's that's part of the game. Right is like try. It's like a mind game trying to figure out what's coming because it's when when a ball is flying for ninety feet at like ninety nine miles an hour. Like mm-hmm. you, your reaction time is like you have to know whether you're going to swing before the ball leaves the pitcher's hand. So mm-hmm. it's it's a game of like milliseconds. So if anything you can do to get an advantage on the field is like a big part of the game. But what the Astros were doing is they had a camera in the outfield zoomed in on the catcher to see what their signs were. And then there were multiple ways that they were communicating to the ba- the batter on the field, like what the signs were so that he knew like, like they were like, they were like banging on trash cans to like, to, 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 <laughs> to like be like, like swing like, like one bang meant like fastball two meant like curve, something like that. They, they changed every mm-hmm. game just that maybe yeah. wouldn't get caught, but it was, that, uh, does, that doesn't sound like you're supposed to do that. No, you're not. And, uh, <laughs> A lot of people got fired. A lot of people got fined, but they still wow. Uh, they still have the trophy for that World Series in mm. their clubhouse. So, um, they didn't have to vacate the the championship, even though they clearly stole it. And but like, granted, like you have to be good at baseball to get that far. Like, yeah, like that's that go that should go without saying. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is there? I don't know. They just that led, and like the thing is, before all that came out, I was pulling for the Astros to win that World Series. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted them to win. Like yeah, uh, it was. I was. I was pulling from hard to win that that World Series. Like Sarah and I were dating when that. Oh no, were we? No, I was still working. So I was still like working with. No, where was I? I don't remember. Anyway, I remember watching that World Series. I mean, like, uh-huh. they're a team from Texas. Like, I don't usually like the Astros, but I'll, I'll cheer for the Astros because, like, it's really cool. And then yeah. to find out, like, a month or two later that, like, this whole sign-stealing, like, thing going on, like, it was... I felt I felt personally betrayed. Yeah. But, like, I, like, stooped so low as to cheer for my rival team, right, to, like, mm-hmm. to win the World Series just because, like, it's another team from Texas. Like, I felt, like, some sort of loyalty i didn't like the other team that was, they were playing against but like i disliked the astros more but i was gonna cheer for the astros just because like the american league like they're in the same league as us like they're the same state as us i have a lot of friends who are astros fans like sure i'll go for it mm-hmm. just i want I just to pick a team to cheer for uh and then to find out that they cheated and stole the whole thing just kind of soured me on them uh there was also other ways that they were stealing like one of their players is my least favorite player in all of sports uh jose altuve he like literally had like a buzzer on his chest that like would buzz to like it was like a little like he had a wire and it would like send him like 
little tap, like haptic things, uh-huh. so that he knew to swing. And he'd be like, tap, all right, swing, got it, go, swing at this what? one. Yeah, that the extent that dang. these players went. It, That's nuts. It's bad. It's bad. This, and then this, this not. Yeah, and on top of this, sportsmanship right there. It's not good sportsmanship, and also they're like, and now they kind of have like a, a dynasty going right now. Like they've been, to like more world series than not in the last 10 years um so they're kind of it's kind of like a i don't like a tom brady and the patriots kind of situation where like you're always there or like alabama in college football like you're always there and it's just annoying we don't like you because you're always winning just like let some (laughs) like let somebody else have fun for once kind of thing Uh um but also like they're a really cocky team too and so i resent them for just they just don't seem like people i would want to spend time with they don't sound fun. They don't no. sound like good. They don't. They, they don't strike me as good people. <laughs> like they're just genuinely, yeah. yeah. So maybe I'm getting too into sports. Maybe, I don't know. But like, I'm like not <laughs> like compared to some other. Like I don't know. I, but like, my childhood favorite team, like the Texas Rangers. I love the Rangers. They're my favorite team. Like, they have not won. They've not been this good since 2011. Like since I graduated high school, they've not been this good. <laughs> so it's just really exciting to see them do this good. But the fact that like. The Astros are up right now, and they're being douches about it. Like, I don't like it. And I just, I want them to, I want to see them fall. Suffer. I want to see them suffer as much as possible. <laughs> like, have have a triple-digit loss season next year. Like, please. I want the, I want nothing more <laughs> than for them to be the worst team in baseball. Because they were Excellent. the worst team in baseball, like, when I graduated high school. Like, they were, like, the worst team in baseball. And... The last like ten years, they've gotten a lot better, probably for a lot of cheating, but also because they're they have good players. But still, yeah, I don't like them. Anyway, I could <laughs> I could uh, talk about this all the time, but it's currently the ninth inning. The Rangers have two runners on, no outs. I don't know. They're showing uh, replays of my least favorite player dropping the ball. It's like no outs, two runners on. <laughs> yes, Jose Altuve, the most punchable man in baseball. I love it. <laughs> I I love like I know nothing about sports, but I I do not follow any sport. But I love seeing people post like sports memes because mm-hmm. I, I can see I can feel the passion behind them oh, yeah. and the like <laughs> the kind of good natured ribbing and also just like savage sort of savagery. Yes, him. it's so much fun. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like we were talking about like with uh when Cal was on the podcast recently, we were talking with him about like like academic feuds and drama yeah. between philosophers and stuff like i don't know anything about academia or philosophy but i love hearing about like you know when mathematicians are like like yeah. being sassy at each other yeah, or something. Yeah. give me the tea you know? i want it i want it all like i want to hear yes. it like spill that tea like it's so much fun i want to hear it yes <laughs> yeah so yeah. amazing but yeah so uh winner of this series goes to the world series so well that's where we're at right deal. now yeah so if, if the astros win tonight the rangers are eliminated which is why ordinarily i would not have a sports game on in the background while we're recording podcasts i would but not this is a big deal this is but a big yeah one. but if the rangers win tonight then we play again tomorrow night and the winner of tomorrow night's game goes to the world series but if we lose tonight the astros go to the world series and all hope is lost damn yeah gotcha. but yeah so well basketball is my favorite sport I like Do you the like the way the dribble down the court? <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Basketball is genuinely my favorite sport, though. I think it's the most fun to watch. It is very fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And the Mavs. Also, I just like so. enjoy 
playing. Like, I don't play sports, but like when I do, I do enjoy basketball. I, just, I like throwing the ball in a hoop. I it's like fun. bouncing. It's just, it's fun. yeah, the switch. Good. Very satisfying. Mm, swish. Mm, swish. Another nap. Anyway, yeah. Uh, who do you think uh, would, would be the best basketball player in Star Wars? It's the best basketball player in Star Wars. Yeah, and and baseball. And baseball, okay. (laughs) Well, Anakin's built like a baseball player. Yeah. So I think Anakin... What does being built like a baseball player mean? Uh, like, tall, lanky, broad shoulders. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah. Narrow hips, long reach. Uh, you got a really long arm, so you can really whip the ball really fast. Um, yeah, I think Anakin. And also, like, like... All the best baseball players, like this is just going totally on stereotypes, but just like and vibes. But like all the best baseball uh-huh. players either look like they like were just plucked off of a farm in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, or like are black dudes from Central America. Like that's like the, all the <laughs> best baseball players are that. That's just gotcha. That's just that. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Puerto Ricans <laughs> and Dominicans. Like there is. It, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Baseball is, I think, the most diverse sport. I think. That's cool. I like it. That could be wrong, but that's just again vibes. Come on, vibes. Okay, Base. <laughs> he was diverse yeah. vibes. All right, no outs. Bases are loaded. This feels good. This is good. All right, wonderful. Sorry, I'm excited. Do you think? Do you think that Ant can have an unfair advantage because he has a robot arm? Ooh, which arm is it? And is he dominantly? I think I think it's his right arm. Is the robot one? And is he right-handed? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. And also, are we? Do we keep the? Ooh, Jedi. I think would could only be in an all Jedi league for baseball. Yeah, yeah. They, they've got that that force sensitivity. They can that, see that, things that before they happen. Yeah, yeah. And so they don't even need to steal signs. They just know what pitch is coming. They just, they so just, maybe, yeah. maybe They're just vibes. Maybe baseball is a terrible sport for Jedi because it just would. I don't know. Like it wouldn't be fun. Mm-hmm. It would just be like everyone knows what about, what about, it's coming. Uh, yeah. What about basketball? Basketball. Mm. Who's the tallest Jedi? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Who's the tallest Jedi? Uh, is it Kiari? Is it Kiari Mundi with like the the head thing, the cone head? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if his head being taller is helpful. Counts. No, I don't think that counts. <laughs> what about like um? I don't know how tall. I mean, he's probably pretty tall, but but like uh, Pong Krell, he's got four arms. Oh, that, that could be helpful with the dribbling. Yeah. And the, he looks like he belongs in the Monstars, too. So. <laughs> he's a monster. <laughs> he's a monster. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pong Krell would, unfortunately, make a great basketball player. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I feel like Kid Fisto. I don't know why, but I think he would. No, yeah. He's, I would cheer, he's I'd cheer for Kid Fisto in anything he does. <laughs> same, same. Yeah. yeah. Also, he's got he's got pecs. He does. He's a strong boy. You can he can do. I believe in him. He can do whatever he wants. He can, for sure. Yep. Oh man, yeah. Well, we talk about Star Wars. We should probably talk about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, we've been here for like um, an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't think we have any news or anything uh, no. about the Star Wars universe, do we? I no. don't think so. Um, unfinished business. I don't think we had any. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess now let's move on to our main segment, Sam. Whoa. Where? Are these episodes in the timeline? Uh, 22 BBY, 21, 21, 21 BBY. I know, right? Shocker. Shocker, 21 BBY. All right. Uh, so this week we're talking about The Clone Wars Season 2, Episodes 18 and 19, The Zilla Beast, 
and the Zilla Beast strikes back. Oh, oh man. It's our Godzilla episode. Yes. Kaiju, kaiju, kaiju. Right. So the moral of the first episode, the Zillow Beast, is choose what is right, not what is easy. All right. <clears throat> desperate times call for desperate measures. In one of the longest and fiercest battles of the war, separatist forces are on the verge of claiming the planet of Malastare. If the Republic loses this planet, it will... Oh, gosh, why does the ads keep jumping? Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was like up and down. Don't do that. All right. If the Republic loses this planet, it will cost them vital fuel resources and ne necessary for maintaining their armies. In a final effort to turn the tide of the battle, Supreme Chancellor Palpatine has authorized the use of the Republic's new weapon, the Electro-Proton Bomb. Now at the Imperial Palace of Doge Urus... The leader of the Dugs, the Jedi count down the minutes until the detonation of their doomsday device. All right. We meet the Dugs in we this. We do meet the Dugs. Uh, other I don't think we know any Dugs other than Sebulba. Sebulba. He always wins. Yeah, I don't, yeah, this is probably, the, I think, the first time we've met a non-pod racing Doug. Um, <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. I was, I was trying to figure out how many, uh, like both like movies this this arc references and how many tropes this arc has as well for like classic movies mm -hmm. and also just kind of like uh p political tropes as well because like mm -hmm. it was definitely like a we need to conquer this planet for oil kind of kind of vibe going on mm -hmm. like american imperial like oh you have oil here we come let's sign a treaty like give me your money yeah. give me your oil please so there's a lot of that going on but also uh it was the godzilla episode so yes yeah, that's that's the more important thing is the Godzilla episode. Mm -hmm. All right. <clears throat> All right. In hopes of obtaining fuel from Malastare, Mace Windu, Palpatine via hologram and Anakin Skywalker discussed the potential effects of the electro proton bomb, the Republic's latest super weapon, worried that the bomb could affect their troops as well as the droid army. Dr. Sivener Ball, the scientist who constructed the bomb, confirms that it will not harm any Republic forces or Doge Urus's people. Its effects will only work on droids, and the and all the probabilities have been assumed. While Wintu remains wary of the improbable and wishes to find another way, Palpatine insists that the bomb is the last chance to secure a Republic victory. This whole uh, like this whole arc is just like Palpatine just kind of like, no, this is the only shot we got. We got to do this thing. We got to push this one thing. We got to. Uh, it's just very much like a. It's like nope. This is the only way. You got to do it my way. <laughs> That's it. Which we should like. No red flags going off that, like, Palpatine's <laughs> like, nope, this one really obscure, extreme, drastic way, the only way to do it. And also this way that kind of pushes us further into, like, violence and further into, yeah, There's like, a lot of, yeah, in these couple of episodes, there's a lot of, like, Palpatine being very obviously evil. Like, <laughs> yeah, just cartoonishly <laughs> bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then making like evil faces and like like glaring and smiling yeah. evilly and it's like <laughs> Yeah. And he also like yeah. his character design in this arc looks more like his like Emperor Palpatine like warped face after fighting Windu than it does like normal Palpatine for the rest of the Clone Wars. Like it's just it yeah, looks he, much he looks, much yeah. more weathered face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. But yeah, so we get a weapon of mass destruction uh from the Republic. So we get like our whole Oppenheimer thing going on um <laughs> so many wmds lately in i Star know Wars. like because they had the uh what was it called um the one that like uh 
Lockdown was was testing Lockdown. It, it was like the the defluorinator, the, the, the or defoliator, the defoliator. defoliator. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's just kind of like it's just like the yin to the yang of the defoliator is all this really is. And it's just and it just looks like a nuke, like it's just a box. It's a boxy <laughs> it's a nuke, nuke followed by an EMP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Anyway, so ooh, home run. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god. Grand slam. Grand news. slam. Adolis Garcia. News right now in the making. The Rangers are up nine to two. Ah! We're going to game seven, baby. Going to game Yay! seven. Yeah. And Adolis Garcia. There. So there was a. Uh, sorry. Back to sports for a minute. So. In the previous game, uh, Adolis Garcia was hit by a pitch, um, which is like a thing, like, which like in professional baseball, like at this level, like if you're hit by a pitch, either like the pitcher is like exhausted and like just can't control his pitches anymore, needs to be pulled, or it's intentional. Like there's no middle mm-hmm. ground. Like it doesn't, this doesn't happen on accident. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was, it, he was hit by a pitch in the at bat after he had just hit a home run and was like, not like more excited than normal that you would be for hitting a really clutch like home run during a postseason game. Like it was just a very no- like during a rivalry postseason game. Like yeah. it's a very normal level of celebrating for that sort of thing. Uh, and the Astros, being douchebags, uh, did not take kindly to it, and uh, they threw like they hit him in the ribs with this ball. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and the benches. Man, I hate the Astros now. <laughs> I, good, and the bench is good. Do we just get another home run? <laughs> Oh, snagged it. Okay, well, you're out of a home run. It was almost a home run. If he didn't catch it, it would have gone over the fence. Anyway, uh, yeah, so the bench is cleared, and their pitcher got suspended for two games. Uh, but it's just it's just really satisfying to see, in a must-win game, Adolis Garcia hitting a grand slam. It's so good. Excellent. How can you not love baseball? I love it. Okay, anyway, back to, back, back to Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> Windu and Anakin observe the outnumbered Republic and Malastare forces as they march toward the advancing Separatist forces. At the Separatist side, the tactical droid gives the order to attack. Captain Rex, clone troopers, and Doug soldiers and cavaliers on insectomorphs, that's cool, struggle to hold their ground, even as hyena bombers soar overhead. Eventually, the Republic orders the electro-proton bomb to be dropped on the massive Separatist force. The pilot drops the bomb, annihilating the Separatist forces with a massive blast. The blast is followed by an EMP, which cuts off power to Palpatine's transmission, the clone tanks, and short-circuits Anakin's prosthetic arm, but leaves the clone force and Doug soldiers unharmed. As the troops celebrate the victory, the ground starts breaking apart and sinking beneath their feet. The clones and the Dugs flee with Rex barely making it off the ledge. However, some clones fall into the sinkhole, and Anakin dispatches rescue teams to locate the trapped soldiers. After losing contact with the rescuers, Mace Windu and Commander Pons decide to investigate and look for the missing troops, while Anakin uh, ratifies the treaty to authorize the fuel purchase from Malastare. Doug leader Doge Nakaurus exclaims his happiness for their alliance while they, awa- while they wait for the rest of the council to arrive to ratify the treaty. Meanwhile, Windu finds hand marks and a clone helmet in the sinkhole when the clones find the rescue team and some troops that fell in the hole. One of the traumatized survivors speaks of something down in the chasm with them. Windu, Pons, and the troopers, Hawkeye and Trapper, begin searching elsewhere. Windu asks Anakin to come down and help, which Anakin preps, uh, which Anakin preps his fighter and excuses himself. As they advance upon a ledge, Windu and the troopers feel the ground shaking 
as the massive head of a huge reptilian creature turns and roars at them. The clones fire at the beast with no effect. It shakes them off and chases them until Anakin distracts it by flying in circles, allowing Lindu to escape. Anakin is surprised and caught off guard when the beast hits his fighter and he crashes, ejecting just in time. He strikes the monster with his lightsaber, only to find that its armor-like scales are virtually impervious even to his lightsaber. He leaps onto the beast's head and notices gaps in the armor as well, which a well-placed shot can penetrate it before jumping on R2-D2 and rocketing out of it. This was funny. I love just launching uh, R2-D2 just kind of like rocket out of there, and Anakin just jump and he just koala bears R2-D2. It was funny. It was fun. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I love it. All right. So after making his surprise exit, Urus arrives and explains that the creature is a Zillow beast. They were the dominant life forms on Malastare before his people arrived and preyed upon the early dugs. Urus states that while his people started, that when his people started harvesting fuel, the Zillow beast began to die out. It was believed that they became extinct until now. The dugs bomb the Zillow beast fruitlessly, while Mace and Anakin find Urus in the council observing the ancient script showing the weaknesses of the Zillow beast. Windu and Skywalker argue that they will exterminate an innocent life form if they continue, but Urus threatens to cancel the treaty if they try to protect it. A talk with Palpatine shows that he supports the extermination of the Zillow Beast, but Dr. Sivaner Ball and Anakin additionally support the idea to preserve it for replicating its seemingly impenetrable armor for military use and propose an idea to stun it in the gaps of its armor using stun tanks. When it's when it is fully stunned and weakened, it would appear dead, but still be alive in stasis. The Dugs would assume it is dead and sign the treaty, while the public can move it to a secure location before it reawakens, where they can study the creature and possibly copy the armor. The stun tanks... Okay, I need yeah. to talk about... Yes. <laughs> okay, the fact that, like... <laughs> the it, it baffles me that the Jedi to be like, we should not kill this beast, is Mace Windu the most, like... I'm cool with killing people casually, Jedi. Yeah. Like, he's he's the most, like, militaristic, like, I murder for fun <laughs> kind of Jedi. And the fact that he's like, no, we should we should protect this giant monster. Yeah. It's very silly to the me. The fact that it's Mace Windu and Darth Vader 18 months before he becomes Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's just, that's funny to me. The fact that, like, yeah, of all people, it's like, yeah, Mace Windu is being like, yeah, no, we, we need to preserve life. And it's like, you, like. <laughs> yeah, the two most violent non-Pongkrell Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Anyway, yeah, that was silly, but. It is silly. Anyway. It's very silly. Okay. The stun tanks, which I just like that they call them stun tanks. They're just normal tanks, like little ray beams. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the stun tanks roll out of the pit where Urus is glad to see the events move in his favor, but his method is already working. He orders the Dugs empty the fuel lines into the pit. Urus explains that the fuel is lethal to the Zillow Beast and should kill it, but Windu warns such an action will only enrage the Beast further. Windu urges Urus to stop and then threatens to kill him unless he stops, yet the Dug continues to oppose Windu, stating that he is too... He too is an innocent life form, which, call BS on that, you're not, you're, like, actively attacking this thing. Like, you're not an innocent... Like, when he said, like, I'm an innocent life form, I'm like, no, you're the aggressor. What, what do you... <laughs> I'm innocent. How, how, do you think this is, how, do you think, how do you think this works? Rangers 1. <laughs> it's official. The Rangers 1, 9 to 2. Okay, moving on. I can, I can turn off, I can turn off t- the, the TV now. Great. Cool. cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
So, where, where was I? Stating that he too is an innocent life owner. However, Windu's warning proves correct when the provoked Zillabeast climbs out of the hole and goes on a rampage, destroying everything in his path. It climbs up and the sun tanks open fire, seemingly with no avail. It swipes and destroys several tanks, causing Anakin to order backing up to avoid it. After a rampage, concentrated fire from the tanks start to weaken the Zillabeast and it eventually collapses, incapacitated. Sent to a deep coma by the cannons, the beast appears to be dead. Yoris signs the treaty, and Malastair joins the Republic. Palpatine orders the Zillabees to be shipped to Coruscant for a study, a matter which Windu expresses concern. The episode ends with four LAATs picking up the Zillabees to bring to Coruscant for study. If there was ever, like, a this is a bad idea, bad idea in Star Wars, <laughs> it's this one. Like, I kn- yeah, it's so... Yeah, let's, let's, yeah. Let's, let's just, like, load up a tranquilized Godzilla... And load it and bring it to the most populated planet in the galaxy. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Like this, I mean, this, this, and this, these episodes are clearly a tribute to Godzilla, but they're also yeah. like King Kong too. Oh yeah, like, I mean that, that. Yeah, that's what they do in King Kong too. Is they they find Kong, they like neutralize him, and they bring him to New York City. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, it, it's, it's it's also uh, like Jurassic Park two is this right? Like. I have not seen Jurassic Park two, oh. but I, I'll take your word for it. They, uh, I think the, I, I think the premise of Jurassic Park two is like they they've escaped the island. I haven't I haven't watched it forever, but mm-hmm. one there there is a Jurassic Park movie that this is the premise that they yeah. they've escaped Jurassic Park. They made it back to like mainland, and then some like greedy capitalist scientist is like we can profit off of this still. Like is like I think there's still dinosaurs there. Let's go get them and bring them and put them in like in a normal zoo. And that's the next. That's Sounds like another, a great idea. Yeah. So it's like it was, that's that's where my mind was like, oh, it's like that one Jurassic Park movie where they bring the dinosaurs to America. Yeah, Jurassic Park two lost in New York. It really is. <laughs> Except I think it was like Miami. Gotcha. Um, oh no, it was, yeah, it, it was uh, San Francisco. How long was it? No. Anyway, I'll look it up later. Cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is a this is fun. This is a fun episode. Um, I feel like the more fun episode is the next one. Yes. Personally, um, but like, yeah, I, I like the whole like we've we've awoken this giant creature and people like 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 there's there's a really cool shot of like way up above of uh, the pit. Like you can they're like bombing the pit and it's dark down there and it's smoky. And then like when the bombs like erupt you can like it like flashes and you can oh, see the yeah. silhouette of the beast it's, it's like so oh, it's cool. so, there's so many cool cinematic cool. like things with the zilla beast mm-hmm. and it's such yeah. like it's like it's like also kind of like a unique kind of design for the monster yeah yeah it, it's it's kind of lizardy but it's also like like four-legged and like i mean like in a way it's almost bipedal and like yeah but it's got really long arms and a long neck and like big like kind of flat long fingers yeah, yeah, yeah kind of like tapeworm finger kind of things just like flat yeah and yeah and also yeah. it had like a third arm coming out of its back as well as like a tail like hmm. yeah it's super yeah it's super interesting it's it's like a i think it's a it's a good combination of like it feels like a kaiju you know but it also feels like star wars it's super star wars and, yeah it's great like um, like if you yeah. told me that this was like the thing that like comes out of the asteroid and like episode four or five or whatever like when the millennium falcon is like oh, flying yeah, ass, right? yeah. like i would have just his neck yeah 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 that's kind of mm-hmm. what it looks like so fairy star wars yeah. yes um yeah uh also uh so like like the just the similarities between this and and the original godzilla like well first of all it's called the zillow beast which is yeah. you know 
pretty cl- as close to Godzilla as you can get without yep. calling it Godzilla, basically. Yep. Um, but also, it's like the um, I, like the I think the original Godzilla, like the idea was that he was awoken by the use of nuclear weapons. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and so that that's very similar here as well. It's like you know they used a, a big old bomb and that you know awoke this beast. Um, yeah. So, uh, yep. yeah, that's cool. It is cool. Just, just it, it's uh, yeah. I, I love that. Like, especially recently, we've been getting a lot of episodes that I feel like are very like, you know, the Clone War, like using the Clone Wars to kind of stretch Star Wars out into a lot of different genres that mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily usually cover. So, like in this one, we're getting you know kaiju monster movie. Which is super yeah. cool, um, and yeah, just it, it, it's cool to see. Cool to see that it is cool. Um, I was talking with Sarah about this, and I was just kind of mm-hmm. describing her the episode, and when mm-hmm. I called it the Zilla Beast, she's like, "Oh, like it's like the uh, the housing market, the Zilla Beast." <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking, because like I made like the Zillow Zillow connection like in my head, but I was like trying to think of a good joke. Like I was racking my brain for like because I watched this like I watched these episodes last night, so I've been racking my brain all day trying to like tell this. Like, all right, I'm gonna go uh, record this episode, Jack, about the Zillow beast. And I'm like, oh, it's like how's it work? I'm like, so you just immediately so quick. Yeah, she's the, she's the writer in the family. She is. Yeah, <laughs> she's the creative one. I'm just the one who like knows too much about too many things, and I just like can talk about the ad nauseum, which is why I have a podcast. And uh, yes, yeah, here we are. Well, excellent. All right. Oh, that is a good joke. It's a quality it's joke. It's a quality joke. Well done. I appreciate that. All right. Episode nineteen. The Zillaby strikes back. Strikes back. Strikes back. Which yeah. obviously, like clearly, like the, the title's a reference to Empire Strikes Back. Which is great. What? No. <laughs> Alright, the moral you know, of this. Th- no. Hey, that's what I'm here for, is to point out the obvious trivia. That's, that's what I'm here for, Sam. Love you for it, Jack. Alright, uh, the moral of the Zillaby Strikes Back is the most dangerous beast is the beast within. <gasps> but within what? Your butt. Oh. Okay. A calculated risk! <laughs> Following a close. Uh, let me. I didn't do... Hold on. This is Okay. A calculated risk. Following a costly victory on the planet of Malastare, Chancellor Palpatine orders Jedi Knights Mace Windu and Anakin Skywalker to transport a fearsome Zillow Beast captured during the battle back to Coruscant. After seeing not, not even a lightsaber could harm the beast, Chancellor Palpatine hopes to unlock the secret of its invulnerability to create new armor for the Republic's clone troopers. Tensions run high as the most dangerous life form in the galaxy touches down on the Republic's most populous planet. Again, great we, idea. Go, great idea. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it is. Yeah, first of all, it, it is astonishing to me how quickly Palpatine goes from well, we don't care about this creature. Let's just let's just kill it to actually let's keep it alive and also bring it to the most populous city in the Republic because that's a good yeah. idea and also experiment on it while it's here. Yeah, <laughs> where can we like? Uh, Anger cause the most damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for risk mitigation, this is not it. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Oh, cool. Are you looking at the Wikipedia page right now? Because there's a yeah the, that poster. Yeah, there's a promo poster for this episode that looks exactly like a like classic Godzilla poster. It does. It's really cool. Yeah. Like it. It looks like like it would be. It looks like one of like the classic like Gojira 
Japanese poster, except instead of Japanese, it's all our batch. It's super which cool. Which is great. It's super cool. Yeah. <clears throat> the Zillow Beast is transported to Coruscant for study. Mace Windu is skeptical and fears that the creature is too dangerous to have been brought to Coruscant on this planet. It's too dangerous to be left alive. Though Supreme Chancellor Palpatine... <laughs> it's too dangerous! <laughs> the Supreme Chancellor Palpatine assures him that determining the secret to its invulnerability will bring it closer end to the war. Windu brings his concerns to Obi-Wan Kenobi, who believes that regarding, regarding what the Zillabees is capable of, bringing the creature to Coruscant is not worth the possible military benefits. When Windu explains that the Chancellor failed to heed his warnings about the danger, Obi-Wan suggests letting someone else try. Let's get the teacher's pen here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, which that that works out great. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, the study of the syllabus is undertaken, uh, personal study by Doctor Sivaner Bol, Bol Sionver Sionver Bol. I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. Anyway, yeah, uh, who has it sedated and restrained? As she explains to Palpatine, attempting to remove the creature scales to examine them in order to synthesize a stronger armor would be extremely painful to it. Palpatine suggests that killing it would be the best option. Ball protests, stating that the Zilla Beast isn't only the last of its kind, it may also be sentient. I love this kind of, like, idea. This is so great. Uh, Palpatine dismisses the possibility, stating that the giant beast is simply an animal. In response, the beast growls at his comment and stares angrily at the Chancellor. <laughs> I love this the fact this that this whole episode the best part of this episode is the fact that this beast clearly has it out for palpatine yeah uh zilla beast for mvp easy, yes, easy. honestly yes uh, easy peasy easy peasy all right so uh let's we'll see palpatine dismissed the ability stating the giant beast is an animal the beast growls at his comment and stares angrily at the chancellor palpatine orders the use of malisterian fuel to be used as a poison to quickly kill the beast and threatens to replace bull if she doesn't have the stomach to do it at the Senate, uh, Anakin sees Obi-Wan talking to Padme Amidala. He quickly guesses that she and Obi-Wan want him to talk to the Chancellor to discuss the fate of the Zilla Beast. Padme points out that the Beast was brought to Coruscant against its will and has no literal voice to defend itself, so she thinks that she and her husband need to be that voice. Reluctantly, Anakin agrees. When both he and Padme meet with the Chancellor, the latter and Masamita try justifying that killing the Beast is for the greater good, to which Padme challenges that thinking the last of his species in secret without debate can be good for no one. Anakin stays neutral and acknowledges both points of view while thinking that a reasonable solution will present itself. Palpatine. <laughs> Anakin's like, I don't know, my, my wife says one thing, but also my uncle that likes me says this yeah. other thing. <laughs> yeah, my weird groomer uncle, who is also like the king of the <laughs> universe, says another thing. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, great. So Anakin says that he admits uh, that her, that their old friend and mentor has a good point, since the people of the Republic are dying and they have to find a way to win the war. Back in Bull's lab, she attempts to administer a small dosage of malastarium fuel as a poison gas to euthanize the Zillabies. Unfortunately, when a small amount was applied, the creature becomes agitated and aggressive, breaks free of its bonds, smashes its way out of the laboratory, and starts rampaging across Coruscant, unhindered by all efforts to stop it. When it sees the Senate, it makes its way directly toward it, planning on getting revenge on Palpatine. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's just like, so you know, good. It somehow says, like, oh, he's there. Time to just, like, stomp my way over there. It's <laughs> great. Uh, the Chancellor, Padme, Anakin, and R2-D2 evacuate the, to the former's escape shuttle, only to be caught by the beast just as they take off. Anakin comes up with a dangerous plan, surprise, to free them by slicing off the front part of the shuttle. 
while Yoda and Ayla Sakura. Hey, Ayla Sakura's back. That's fun. What's up? Uh, uh, while they distract the beast. But when the front half splits off, Anakin, Padme, R2-D2, and C-3PO fall out. While the Chancellor and a Senate Commando fall a level below, escaping certain death thanks to Obi-Wan Kenobi and Mace Windu, who force-grip the front half of the Chancellor's ships, interrupting its course. R2-D2 manages to grapple himself to the side of a building, preventing C-3PO from continuing his fall, while Anakin helps Padme up from the slipping off the edge. The Zillow Beast then attempts to crush Palpatine with its hand, only for R2 to quickly fly in and save the Chancellor. Boo. While the Commando is crushed, saving him. Aww. Gunships arrive and open fire. At Palpatine's orders, they fire flares to get the Zillow Beast's attention. Then when it roars at them, the gunships fire poison gas bombs straight into the monster's mouth. As the gunships continue to bomb the beast, the gas cloud begins to spread. Though Anakin, Yoda, and Ayla use the force to to protect themselves, Palpatine, and Amidala from the gas. As the Jedi look on in regret, the Zillow Beast, confused in pain and dying, finally succumbs to the poison gas and falls from the roof of the Senate to its death below. The next morning, the body of the Zillow Beast is carted away. Anakin laments that it was sacrificed for their mistakes. Palpatine promises to everyone that he'll make sure its sacrifice was not in vain. As he and the Jedi part ways, Palpatine gives new orders to Dr. Bull. Clone the Zillow Beast. Wow. Yeah. Alright. Um, so that was a fun episode. Very fun. Um, yeah, it's super cool. Just to, like see, I mean, a, a number of things. One is how we get the, the you know, the implication that the Zillow Beast actually might be sentient and, like, know what's going on. And the fact that it, it very clearly has it out for Palpatine. Like, as soon as Palpatine's like, no, we should just kill her, right? It, like, glares at him and then spends the rest of the episode trying to chase after him and kill him specifically. Yeah. Like, literally every time, like, it's always chasing specifically Palpatine and looking specifically at Palpatine, which is great. And yeah. also it makes me think, like, what? <laughs> Man, how different would the Star Wars saga be if the Zillabies just ate Palpatine and like <laughs> that was the end of it like th th this is like honestly this is one case where like like you know Palpatine's powerful but I think if the Zillow Beast like tried to eat him I don't think I think there's a reasonable chance that he would not be able to make it out of that <laughs> like, yeah you know it's, it's that, like or if he does this, this is a moment of like 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 uh we don't get like especially during the Clone Wars we don't get to see a lot of moments where like Palpatine's hubris gets the best of him where like he he's arrogant about something and it make, makes a mistake and like leads to him like getting in trouble yeah. basically and this yeah. is one of the few times when we do get to see that yeah. you know which is cool yeah because Palpatine's so good at just like playing like he like plays it safe so much mm -hmm. like just controlling things like from like three like like levels removed from whatever he's doing just so he's never mm -hmm. he can't be touched right like the whole Jedi Order couldn't figure out that like like they were like had hints that maybe some sort of Sith was somewhere near the Senate, but like they never even yeah. they could never like realize that, like oh it's Palpatine, mm -hmm. um, yeah, um, but yeah, so yeah, exactly. yeah it, it's cool. Yeah, I I think that like, uh, I don't know if Palpatine survived the Zillow Beast attack. Like if the Zillow Beast like actually tried to attack him, he would be outed as a Sith Lord immediately. Like, yeah, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way he could escape without using like Sith Force powers. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which that actually made me think: like, does he have his lightsaber with him at all times, like secretly, or is it just in his office or something? Uh, I think 
in episode three, it comes out of like his desk, right? Okay, I don't remember. Or maybe it does come out of his sleeve. I don't know. Maybe he just knew that something was happening. He just had it. He's like, something's up. He's like, yeah, yeah no, the war's coming to an end. I'm going to have this on me in the next few days just for whenever, <laughs> whenever yeah. shit goes down. Yeah, because he knows, um, I think, like, as soon as, like, like right before, he, he knows, like, in the hours before Order 66, he's going to have to do something. Like, he's going to, like, yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this episode also just, like, so many cool visual moments, mm-hmm. like, seeing the, the Zilbis, like, break free of its its bonds and then, like, you know, smash out of that building and then start walking towards like, uh, like through Coruscant and towards the, the Senate. Um, yeah. Like, and also just the sequence where like you see him walking through the streets of, of Coruscant and like he smashes through that giant monitor that's playing a message from. from that, was, that was on good. It. That was a good image. That was great. That was poetic. Yeah. Um, just super cool to see it kind of like crawling around. Like it just to see Star Wars kaiju. It's just cool. It's great. It's, cool. it's classic. It's yeah. it's hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah. Then um because like kaiju the... kaiju movies are just they're so like iconic and just mm-hmm. quintessential like early Hollywood and just like it's hard like I've never seen a kaiju movie that like wasn't actively trying to be bad that was bad. Like it, <laughs> it's either good or like like actively trying to be terrible. Like mm-hmm. there's no in between. <laughs> like they're <laughs> always fun. Yes, you can't go wrong with a kaiju. I've been actually, I've been thinking about Godzilla lately, like wanting to watch some some Godzilla stuff because the only Godzilla movies I've seen are I've seen the Japanese original Gojira, nineteen fifty four, and I've seen the like twenty fourteen, I think one that was directed by Gareth Edwards, yeah, who also directed Rogue One. Yes, um, and I, I remember loving that movie. Um, I need to go back good. and watch it because it, it's been it's forever. The um, one? Yes, it's the no, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's the, that's the one where Brian Cranston is in and he dies like twenty minutes in or whatever. Yeah, he was, um, he was in it just to be on the movie poster so that people go see it. As yes. if Godzilla was uh, enough. I, I love the movie, yeah. Which, but uh, again, I need to rewatch it. But yeah. like, uh, what <laughs> I remember, what, what I remember loving about the movie in particular is my only exposure to Godzilla before this was the original nineteen fifty four one. Really? And in in the original nineteen fifty four Godzilla movie, he. You know, Godzilla is—he's the bad guy. He's a—you know—he's a giant monster, and the goal is to to fight the monster and and win. Yeah. Whereas in a lot of the other Godzilla movies that came after that, Godzilla kind of becomes the hero who's like protecting humanity from other kaiju. Yeah. You know, I didn't know that though. So when I watched Godzilla twenty fourteen, and like you know they reveal all these other kaiju, and then Godzilla comes out and it's and like he starts fighting the other kaiju. I'm like, <gasps> is Godzilla the good guy in this? That's the coolest thing I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> I was like, that's incredible. I love that. It's like, it's very like Terminator 2. Like, <gasps> Arnold Schwarzenegger's the good Terminator in this one. He's on our side. That's so yes. cool. <laughs> like, the monster fights for us now. Yeah. Like, oh, that's so cool. Have you um, Have you really not? You didn't see Godzilla 2000? No. I'm, 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 I know enough about it, but no, I've never seen okay. it. I just know that, like, most people don't like it. Oh. <laughs> it's not very good. It was the first Godzilla movie I saw. But I mm-hmm. saw it like when it was like it had just come out on VHS mm-hmm. when I saw it, or I don't know if it was VHS or DVD. But yeah. I had just seen because I remember uh, I have a very specific memory of this movie because I think uh, Dad wanted to watch it, Mom didn't want to watch it. It was like around mm-hmm. like I was like second grade or something, and we were yeah. at uh, Papa and Annie's house, our grandparents' house, and mm-hmm. I got sick, 
and I guess mom oh. and dad drove separate or something. Um, mm-hmm. Or mom and you were going to take get a ride home from like uh, Patty and Rick or something. And mm-hmm. I uh, we went home. I wasn't feeling good. And dad had rented it from Blockbuster, I think. And wanted to watch it. He's like, Sam, do you want to watch Godzilla with me? I'm like, yes, I do. I absolutely do. <laughs> and so as like a second grader watching like Godzilla 2000, and, like it was like so much fun. Uh, I don't remember yeah. anything about the plot. I just remember the feeling I had watching Godzilla on screen, and it was so good. <laughs> so that's all I remember from that. It's just Godzilla Amazing. being incredible. Yeah. Um, you know what I do remember is... <laughs> the thing I do remember about is... Do you remember we had like a plastic plate that was Godzilla, that was yeah. Godzilla 2000? I do. It was my favorite plate for a while. <laughs> yeah, I remember I think it was that. like a Hack and Meal toy um, or something, or like Wendy's or... Probably, yeah, yeah. Or like a box, like, like, like box stop from like Frosty Mini Wheats or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, fun fact: <laughs> Did you know that Godzilla two thousand or Godzilla? I think it was ninety nine. Technically, I don't know. Whatever or ninety? No, it's ninety eight. It's nineteen ninety eight. I think. Okay. But like, anyway, that Godzilla. Yeah. Um, there's a Jamiroquai song in it. <laughs> like Jamiroquai wrote a song for that movie. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Called Deeper Underground. What? What other songs have they done? Because I know that band name. Yeah, Jamiroquai. Uh, their most well known song is probably, probably Virtual Insanity. Um, they also did the song that Napoleon Dynamite dances to. Yes, at the okay, end of Napoleon Dynamite. That's yeah. Okay, great, cool. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Jamiroquai is one of my favorite bands. They're great. Great. Yeah, um, it's one of those bands. I, I know the name of the band. Like I, like, yeah, I'm like yeah. oh yeah, but like I could never name one of their songs. But like I just know sure, that they're sure, a yeah. band and that they're beloved. That's all I got. Yeah, yeah. Um, my to to briefly just conclude my my Godzilla tangent. Um, one is that. Uh, I've been wanting. I, I really wanted to see uh, Godzilla: King of the Monsters, which was like the the second of the the current like Godzilla American Godzilla yeah. series. Um, it didn't get great reviews, uh, so I've I've never actually watched. I, I probably will get around to it eventually. Um, but like that movie has one of the best trailers of any movie I've ever oh, yeah. seen. Like it, it like the, it, it's this gorgeous, amazingly edited and, and like just has the most beautiful shots from the movie in it. And it's set to this like epic orchestral version of Claire de Lune, and it's just it gives me goosebumps just watching that trailer. I'm gonna, I'm it's gonna incredible. Go watch it after we log off here, a minute, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing is, very recently I bought uh, on Blu-ray uh, Shin Godzilla. So did, you, did you know about Shin Godzilla? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I so Shin like Godzilla came out. I don't what it is. Sure, sure, yeah. It came out a few years ago. I want to say like maybe 2016. Um, and it's a, it's one of the Japanese Godzilla movies. It's one of the more, the more recent ones. And it is basically, it's kind of like a, like a, a reboot of Godzilla, like a retelling of the Godzilla story, but it's like from the perspective of, as I understand it, at least it's a lot of it is like from the perspective of the kind of the bureaucracy of like, how would like the government actually respond to oh, like a yeah. kaiju attack kind of thing. And it's, it's supposed to be really good. And also the, like, the design of Godzilla is supposed to be like really like it's, it's sort of like the kind of the scariest, most terrifying like version of Godzilla, Good. Um, Good. which sounds awesome. Yes. It's also, uh, I think, directed by um, I don't remember his name, but he's the guy who who made Neon Genesis Evangelion. Mm. So that's that's a fun fact there. Um, yeah. So just a, a bunch of I want I want to get into Godzilla. I want to watch more kaiju movies and watch some some Godzilla. I'll watch it with so th- this this maybe this will get me get me into the swing of it yeah um but yeah sweet um this is great it's good episode. yeah let's see oh th- th- i wanted to mention Ooh, also yeah, there's like sorry. i talked about 
No, it's just you're good. Um, I was talking about King Kong a little bit before, yeah. and I think that the King Kongness definitely stands out in this episode in particular. Like with, with the whole like him climbing up the side yeah. of the building, yeah. Yeah. and then he has like he grabs Palpatine's ship, and so he's got it in his hand, and like he's kind of swinging it around. You know, a it's lot very of, much like, King like Kong the biplane like, on the Empire State Building, kind of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then you've got like all those those yeah like those ships like flying around shooting it. That's very biplanes yeah. circling yeah. King Kong, yeah. and yeah, there's just. There's a lot of great, like, very clear, like, homages to... I love it. ...to classic kaiju, to Godzilla and to, to yeah. King Kong, which is cool. Star um, Wars homages to other things pop culture. Never gets old. That's, like, 90% of what Star Wars is, to be fair. That's true. It's like... <laughs> which is when it does that. It's just, it starts at its best. Yes, it's, it's great. great. Um, and then, um, the way that this ends, this episode ends, it, it's, like, the reveal is, like, Palpatine wants the Doctor to, like, try and clone the Zillow Beast. Um, we never ended up getting any, like, there's no more Zillow Beast stuff in the rest of the Clone Wars, and there never was any in Rebels. Uh, I read that it was, like, I think Dave Filoni was asked about it, like, is, is the Zillow Beast going to show up again in Rebels? And he's like, we won't, we don't, like, have the, like, the budget, basically, to do, like, a big kaiju-type thing mm -hmm. in Rebels. Um, but then, uh, just, like, fairly, like, within the last couple years, um, I remember exactly when, but there was a, an episode of The Bad Batch where what the Zillow Beast comes back. Big one season one, wasn't it? Season one, I don't remember which season was. I just know it was in the bad yeah. <laughs> But yeah, there's an episode where we get to see, we get to like find out like the continuation of this story. Because I think we do like meet like a clone to Zillow Beast, basically. Yeah. And anyway, um, but yeah, so like it, it's cool that like this is a story that, you know, we're not going to like come back to the Zillow Beast for another few years or however <laughs> long it's going to take for us to get to the Bad Batch. But like, yeah, I like, like the fact that months. it does eventually get like, it, 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 we return to it. That's yeah. cool because the Zillow Beast is such a cool idea, and yeah. So, oh man. So, uh, oh, one thing. So, as we're going through kind of like our our end of podcast, like lists of things, uh, mm -hmm. there was a Wilhelm scream. Yes, in the first episode. In the first episode, I we, noticed that we had a Wilhelm yeah. scream. It was, I think, it was a clone so, falling down the pit. Yeah. So it, it was. It was during the. Yeah. Yeah, that sequence. Um. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I guess yeah. For stats, we had no lost limbs, no, uh, no main character kills, but we did get uh, a Wilhelm scream. So that's cool. We love it. We, we don't we don't get Wilhelm scream super often when it's like just just like the Clone Wars, but yeah. uh, when we do, it's it's always a, a treat. It is. Um, Sam, do you have a favorite part of this arc? Um, the when the Zillow Beast eye. In like Palpatine's office, like just like the, like the eye, just like the whole window. Uh, yes, was just the that's exactly eye. what I was gonna say. It's yeah, so great. Uh, yeah, it like looks in on him, and he's it's like, uh, like Palpatine looks up and has this this like you can see in his face this realization of like, oh, he's he's coming after me. <laughs> yes, that's such a great moment. It's so cool. Um, yeah, that that was also my favorite. That was exactly what I was gonna say too. <laughs> it's just a, just a great. Um, MVP, I think we already decided it. It's the Zillow Beast, right? Yes. <laughs> it's incredible. Yes. I love the yeah, <sighs> amazing. I want to hug. I want. I want a Zillow Beast plushie that I can hug. Oh, that'd be great. Um, more Star Wars is better. Star Wars. How does this episode make the movies and the rest of Star Wars better, Sam? Uh, we get a peek at Palpatine's hubris. I like that you pointed that out. Yes, um, that was kind of cool. I'm just gonna see like, uh. This is kind of what happens when Palpatine goes too far before he's ready to go that far. 
Yeah, when he gets greedy and he yeah, gets like it's one of one of know. his rare slip ups in all of Star Wars mm-hmm. is that. Yes, it's yeah agreed. Um, also, I just like that we there's a there's a, a kaiju in the Star yes. Wars universe now. Love that. <laughs> it's great. Love that. Yeah. Um. Well. Uh. All right. I think that's probably it for this episode. We don't. We, do we have a mailbag or anything? Nope. Okay. Not this week. Um. Well, all right. Uh, this this has been a fun, this fun episode. We, we had a, a lot of. It was definitely a shorter kind of discussion segment of of like the, the actual arc. Yeah. This time around, but it was just because it was like the first episode didn't have a whole lot going on in it, and then, you know, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. It, it was more, a lot of fun. more action a, than plot. Yeah. Like which. Yeah. I love. Yeah. It. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also it works out because we mostly me spent a lot of time talking in the first <laughs> what we've been doing segment because yeah. i had a lot of video games to talk about i ranted about baseball for about 10 minutes there so that's true, something true yeah indeed <laughs> um, and the rangers are one game away from the world series so we love that exciting congratulations to the rangers yes yeah so we'll see tomorrow night if the, i mean you all by the time this releases baseball season will be 100 percent over but yeah we, we record these in the past if you weren't aware what <laughs> yeah so that's how recording good. works we'll that's be some in. behind the scenes that's some movie magic for you <laughs> some, yeah um well uh y'all if you would like to join in the discussion just as a reminder you can leave a voicemail uh at 512-850-6653 and we might feature your comments questions or corrections on the podcast mostly comments uh, questions. and again if you correct us we'll tell you that you're wrong <laughs> yeah because that's our hubris um, it's also our podcast <laughs> and we're not allowed to be wrong true yeah you're wrong yeah <laughs> if yeah if the only reason we have a podcast is to be able to be right all the time and not have anybody tell us otherwise yeah. <laughs> so it's the only place i can do this um, so it's great <laughs> yeah all right uh thank you for listening everyone join us next time when we'll be talking about the clone wars season two Episodes four through eight, the return to Geonosis arc. This is going to be five episodes, Sam. Yeah. I, I, don't think we, I don't think we've done a five episode arc yet. Well, this one's been three. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're gonna, I'm going to definitely have to, like, I'm probably gonna start watch, watching this, like, a couple days before. I'm probably going to watch episode. watching the day of. I'll probably watch, like, like, my lunch break this week will just be an episode a week. Or an episode a day. Yeah. 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 That's, that's probably smart. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, we're, get, we're getting a big old dang old arc yep. coming up soon. It's going to be fun. And uh, as always, it's 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 fun getting to hang out with you, Sam. It's been yeah. a couple weeks, and I'm glad we got to sit down and do this again. And yeah, you're swell. Aw, me too. You're swell guy. Have a good night, dude. Thank you again. To, thank you again to Prime Numbers for sponsoring this episode. Yeah. And uh, but not, may the force but not be with Amazon you all. Prime Numbers. Just Prime Numbers. No, no. Jeff Bezos is not. We're not taking Jeff Bezos' money. No. Um, his credits will not do fine. No. <laughs> will not. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody, and may the force be with you all. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right. Cut the chatter. Roger, Roger. <laughs>